Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Premier Year, session number 497. Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm excited to have this amazing conversation today with the newest dean at Carl Illinois College of Medicine. I had their previous dean, their founding dean, Dr. King Lee on the pre-med years back in 2017 when they first announced that they could start recruiting students, students could start applying through AMCAS to apply to Carl Illinois College of Medicine. And in that interview with Dr. King Lee, I was so hyped up that I was like, I want to go back to med school because it sounds like what you guys are up to is amazing. And unfortunately, I didn't go back to medical school or fortunately, however you want to look at that. But I had another conversation today with their newest dean, Dr. Mark Cohen, who's the the dean of Carl Illinois College of Medicine coming from the University of Michigan where he was the director for the Center for Surgical Innovation, uh, the professor of biomedical engineering, and much more. He is bringing his talents, as our friend LeBron says, to Carl Illinois College of Medicine. And in our conversation today, he shares a lot about physician innovators, where now that Carl Illinois College of Medicine has graduated their first class, where their 100% match rate students are going out in the world, the impact that they are having on medicine, and what they hope to continue to improve on over the years. I hope you enjoy this conversation and give Carl Illinois College of Medicine a look. You can find them at medicine.illinois.edu. Again, you can find Carl Illinois College of Medicine at medicine.illinois.edu. Dr. Mark Cohen, welcome to the pre-med years. Thanks for joining me. Well, thanks so much, Ryan, for having me. It's a real pleasure to be here. You have some uh, big shoes to fill. Dr. King Lee was on the pre-med years back in October of 2017 to announce the the recruitment, the opening, so to speak, of Carl Illinois College of Medicine. Uh, you have both taken his place as the dean of the school and as the, the next guest on the pre-med years from that institution. So um, I, 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 I think you can do it. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, real excited to have have a nice conversation about that with you. Is this is a amazing place to be, and uh, looking forward to the all the things it's going to achieve. 
Let's let's hear a little bit about Dr. Cohen. When did you first realize you wanted to be a doctor? Oh boy. So I would say um, towards end of high school uh, was when I first started leaning in that direction. And then during college, uh, I was an engineer and really saw this kind of opportunity to um, create impact, meaningful impact for patients and um, taking care of patients who are very ill and variety of different diseases, having that um, knowledge in the biology sciences, but also thinking about how to apply some things I learned in engineering school to improving how we think about taking care of patients. Yeah. One of the things that I love about being a physician, going to medical school, obviously I've taken a very different path now as a software entrepreneur um, and, and podcaster is once you have those initials after your name, once you have that foundation uh, of knowledge, sky's the limit for whatever you want to do in your life. Um, You, with your engineering-based background, seem to take a lot of that into your medical world. Um, As the executive director of Michigan Surgical Innovation Prize Fund, like this like randomness, it seems like on the outside, really not. It's just you following these passions that you have and going, how can I integrate these things into my world? Is that what it is on the on the back end? In some ways it is. I think I think we all go into medicine for a lot of reasons and and you know have taking care of patients better, being able to create real impact in healthcare. And the skill sets that we bring to the table nowadays are very diverse and, and there's so many things that uh, we can add value to those conversations around how to take care of patients, how to be involved in research teams, how to really think about solving bigger problems in medicine. And I think utilizing those skill sets to their fullest advantage is something that um, we now have more opportunities to do so. And I think being able to pioneer and and promote things like uh, applying engineering skill sets to medical education to thinking about innovation in healthcare, to thinking about how we can really apply some of these great um, other other areas of expertise into taking better care of patients, improving outcomes, lowering costs, um, breaking down barriers globally for healthcare access. I think there's so many different ways we can utilize those skills for good. Yeah. At Carl Illinois College of Medicine, there was a thesis that that obviously someone had or a group of people had that created the world's first engineering-based curriculum at a medical school. It's been four years. You've graduated your first class. Talk about the, the thesis that formed the school. And now that you've been able to see, the school's been able to see the first students graduate and go off into the world to do whatever they're following their passions to do, how how that thesis has come into fruition. Sure. So I think there were many people who recognized that there's incredible value in bringing engineering-based design and patient-oriented design into the field of healthcare education and developing physicians who think that way, but also can innovate in in the clinic in all aspects of healthcare and really um, advance the future of medicine through that melding of engineering-based principles and healthcare development. 
Um, and it was something that many people here thought would be an incredible opportunity to see how we can really build the future of where healthcare is going, especially knowing that technology is only increasing day after day with and how it's utilized in the healthcare setting. Um, but then how to train people to be effective in utilizing technology, solving bigger problems in medicine through design-based approaches, team-based approaches, and really um, getting to that heart of really what a physician innovator can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were excited to have a college that was dedicated to that and a campus that was dedicated to that integration and collaborative way of thinking about healthcare. And as a result, we brought in incredible students that had a similar vision and mindset, and we're really able to utilize that to become physician innovators. And we're incredibly incredibly proud of our first class having 100% match, uh, which for a a new new medical school is quite a thing. And not only that, but they matched into their top choices. So that's something that we feel resonates well with how the curriculum was helpful to them and the experiences they had to get to that point. With the the school focusing on being a physician innovator, having these kind of big picture goals and aspirations for what the future of healthcare could look like, is there a fear that these students are going to go out into their residencies and get stuck in the day-to-day life of being a resident, working 80 to 100 hours a week, and the innovator part of the physician gets lost? Or or have you built skills and taught skills so that these students can continue to carry on as as residents and, and future attendings the, the things that you've been working on with them at the four years on, on campus? Yeah, so that's a great question. and I, And I think that the goal is really the mindset of how you come into the clinic and how you come into a new environment and start thinking about ways to be um, solve problems and be helpful um, with how you can apply your skills toward um, making making those problems uh, solvable or creating teams that can move that forward. The key aspect of being a physician innovator is not being the one person that does everything. It's knowing how to think about solving the problem and building the right team to really help address the problem. And even as a resident, they can be incredibly effective in coming into a new environment and seeing those challenges in the healthcare system with access, with efficiencies, with tools that need to be developed and work with people in those environments to really build that infrastructure or build those solutions so that they can be effective no matter where they go. Yeah, And that's really the key is because once you're able to navigate that effectively and have the tool set and the skills to really do that on a variety of different scenarios, you can apply that anywhere you go and become a you know a serial innovator that can advocate for change and improvement of healthcare. Yeah, do you think a, a key trait and and the wording I'm, I, is very specifically chosen here? Do you think a key trait of someone who's going to be a good physician innovator, someone who's going to go graduate from Carl Illinois College of Medicine and be a good advocate for the school? is a little bit of a troublemaker, like never accepting the status quo? Um, I, don't, I wouldn't say a troublemaker. but <laughs> I, I told I you say, I chose those words specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 would, I would choose uh, an advocate for change. Yeah. And 
And, you know, not not all places are as willing to think about change as much as other places. Yep. And so it requires people who are going to step up and, and advocate for that change um, to be meaningful. And, and I think that, you know, we can't always rely on the status quo. Medicine is a constantly changing field. I mean, you think about when you and I trained and the things we had to learn and how today's students have so much more they have to think about. We have to adapt and be able to be thinking about the future of how to solve these problems that are becoming more and more challenging, like how the environment and medicine are, are you know, interrelated and how you know, climate change is affecting how we practice, how access to care and other issues around the globe are really a challenge, how digital health is going to be an important component. So there's a lot of things that having those skills can really help them adapt to these new environments and really think about how to advocate for change and and, and efficiency and improving healthcare. Yeah. I, I use the word troublemaker um, kind of tongue in cheek, but <laughs> Medicine is a very kind of historically conservative and still a very conservative world, big academic medical institutions that for the most part, and I'm very, very much stereotyping here, um, are led by very conservative people that that kind of are potentially stuck in their ways. Um, and so to me, it seems like that troublemaker label can be put on someone coming from your institution, someone who's like raring to go and like, well, I learned how to think about this and I learned how to think about that. And I know you've done it this way for 20 years, but can I please just show you a different way of thinking? Like that person can easily be easily be labeled a troublemaker. Like we, we don't want that here. How, how does one overcome that? So, so I think that that stereotype is actually um, not as as prevalent as it was five Good. to ten years ago. Um, I think if you look at all of the top institutions around the country, all of them are now focusing on thinking about innovation and how um, healthcare innovation is an incredibly important part of their mission and infrastructure, and how are developing programs in that are starting to engage more with. Uh, corporate partnerships and and other groups um, to think about how we can uh, advance our healthcare system forward and really provide the best care for people uh, in their environments. When you look around the world, innovation is a huge component of healthcare in other countries. And to be at the lead of this, I think we have to also be training people that are gonna be nimble in this environment and able to adapt and advocate for those changes that need to happen to make healthcare better. Yeah, I love it. Having had your experience at your your previous institution and now at Carl Illinois, being able to to see these students graduate, what would you say is the biggest difference between the graduates that leads to someone wanting to go to Carl Illinois College of Medicine to go, this is the experience that I'm going to have, and this is the type of of physician that I'm going to graduate as? I, I think, you know, what we're, what we're really seeing are students who really want to um, think about that intersection of technology and medicine and be at the forefront of where it's heading and know how to utilize those new uh, technologies, but also apply it to research, apply it to other areas of medicine that can really be um, 
meaningful change and and thinking about impact and and how you know a small thing can lead to a big impact across a broad group of patients and knowing that making being having the skills to make those uh, understand those challenges and barriers and believe me there's plenty of challenges and barriers in medicine to work on so that there are always things to do and things to think about um, but having the skill set to really navigate that and be able to build the right team or start to address the problem on a higher level um, really is something that we feel is going to be a huge benefit to healthcare as we as our graduates go out and and do this in other locations around the country. Yeah. Um, and so that's the that's the hope and that's the type of student that really wants to come here and and be part of that change. Yeah. I think some students listening to this, and again, the, the core audience here being mostly pre-meds, a lot of students listening to this may hear those words like technology or the, the innovation or engineering side of things and love the kind of core message of, I would love to go and change healthcare and, and be an innovator, but I don't have an engineering background. I don't have a computer, a technology background. How can those students come to Carl, Illinois, and and still be a part of being a physician innovator? So I think, you know, and, and I would say more than a quarter of our class are non-engineering based students. Um, and, and I think the key is, is that the, the skill sets that you are developed here utilize those design principles but we, our goal is to really give people the tools to really think about how to take complex problems in medicine and break them down into uh, things that they can solve and use collaborators, whether it's their own classmates, people from other uh, disciplines, whether that's business, medicine, engineering, to really work together and use that cognitive diversity to really solve these problems and then have a way to prototype, implement uh, test and then make sure that the solution is really solving the problem for the people experiencing it and then be able to advocate for how that can be implemented and scaled and, and get to patients. I think that that whole roadmap can be sometimes challenging to navigate and having the right tools and skills that you learn along the way to be able to do that effectively will let you do that in other environments. And I think that's where coming here, regardless of whether you've had an engineering degree in the past, but having the the interest in wanting to learn those skills and create that change, I think that's impactful. Yeah, it's huge. Just always, I, I'm a I, I I love the philosophy. Like I'm gonna break it until it's <laughs> I'm gonna fix it until it's broken. Rather, um, I'm just super inquisitive as a person. And when I had King on back in 2017, I'm like, I want to go back to med school because it sounds like <laughs> what you guys are doing is amazing, and it would have fit me perfectly because that's just the way my brain works. I'm always trying to figure out like why, 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 why right? the 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 toddler asking why a million times to to figure out what's going on in their world. Talk about the the curriculum and how it's set up, potentially a little bit different than than a normal medical school that helps create these the, these little pockets of innovation that's going on. Sure. So so we try to integrate kind of this thought around engineering design and and applications um, into all aspects of the curriculum and. 
students work in teams. They they not only think about case-based problems in medicine, but they ideate around, you know, other ways to think about solutions, how to apply things like not only solving problems around, you know, diagnosing a patient with aortic stenosis or heart failure, but then actually being able to figure out how interventions can change the flow rates and and utilize that to really think about, oh, well, we need to think about in the future a new device that can do that. Or they're on the wards, they're in the clinics, and they're working with clinicians at point of care, and they see some challenges in some of the ways that delivery happens or how surgeons in the operating room could benefit from a tool that does this a little better. And as medical students, they have a fresh pair of eyes, which is a very unique situation coming into a clinical environment. And that fresh pair of vision really lets you see things in a way that people who have been in there doing it for many years may often miss. Mm -hmm. And it allows the students to really ask those questions of why are we doing it this way? Or isn't there a better way to do it? Or could you, uh, would patients benefit from having this? And then they start to ask those tough questions and work with this, with clinicians, work with engineers to try and think about how they can solve them. So that integration happens at all phases of the curriculum and really allows them to express their, their curiosity, their creativity, but in a way that allows them to really do that with patients as the center of that thought process and really how they can improve healthcare. And I think that's a very powerful teaching strategy as well as a way to really incorporate some of that design thinking in all aspects of healthcare. Yeah. Talk about the the teaching side of it because as a new school with these big aspirations of of the type of students that you want to teach and what you want to teach them, again, being the the first engineering-based medical school, how do you find faculty that will will resonate with that, um, that will be able to do those things that you're hoping to do? So one of the real um, true, uh, I think, assets of having this college here at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign is that there is such a collaborative integration of different colleges and specialties on the campus that really provide students here with a unique blend of faculty from all different backgrounds and areas. And for example, we have health innovation professors that help teach that come from 12 different schools on campus, including schools like School of Agriculture, School of Veterinary Medicine, School of um, you know, arts and sciences or, or behavioral sciences schools, engineering, et cetera. And so with that diverse background of faculty, we can really teach all of these different areas in, in a way that students really get that diversity of thought around how to tackle some of these problems from a multidisciplinary approach. And we build on that foundational skill set and adding in our bioethics, our humanities, our data science projects, ideation opportunities, um, and really let the students explore that at all different levels of their medical school development. Yeah. Someone listening to this may be a little uh, cynical and go, it's great. Sounds wonderful. We need technology. We need innovation. But healthcare needs primary care doctors taking care of patients with a focus on preventive medicine so that we can prevent all of these things that you're out there trying to solve for. What what What's the response to that? 
So I would say that we need more innovators in primary care because, you know, when we have a large rural-based health system here that uh, really takes care of patients in a wide geographic area, um, a lot of problems with access, uh, getting specialty care into low-resource communities, et cetera. And when we think about how we can better deliver primary care to those populations, you know, one, one thing the pandemic has taught us is that digital health is something that really is going to be impactful and how we can utilize that to better take care of patients in their communities is really key. And as we think about, you know, primary care innovations, there's so many things around preventive medicine that an, a, a physician innovator can really engage in. For example, if you think about how we're using now wearable technology to monitor patients in their homes where you can measure your heart rate, your blood pressure, your weights, all those things. And you can think about chronic diseases in the, uh, that people are, are currently suffering from, like heart failure, diabetes, cancer. We can monitor those patients in their home environments and be able to utilize then innovative machine learning algorithms to tell us when patients are having an exacerbation before they get to a point where they have to come to the emergency room. And we can take care of them earlier in their communities and make an impact as a preventive measure. That's the kind of physician innovation in primary care that we're advocating for and thinking about. And some of our students are going into that area with that mindset. And I think that's going to really revolutionize not only access to care, but applications of technology in the primary care setting. Yeah, that's huge. Talk about uh, nothing can ever be perfect, right? And and as as the first class came onto campus, uh, I'm sure that the team did a, a great job of trying to cross all their T's and dot all their I's. Nothing goes 100% right. Looking back at the last four years, as as you've come in now as a new dean, uh, what are you hoping to improve on at at the school over the next four years, five years, ten years? Well, that's that's a very important question, Ryan. And I think we've learned a lot both from having going through a pandemic, as well as what parts of our curriculum and things that students want to experience a little differently and and improve in the future. And I think the key is listening to what what students' experience has been and what things they think would be better and working with them to improve that as we think about the next four to five years and more things we can offer for our students. So expanding some of the research opportunities, expanding on this curriculum to really allow those new ideas to move into the clinic uh, more effectively and really create larger impact building new corporate relationships that will allow us to scale some of our new ideas on a global setting and really um, allowing us to partner with other institutions to build those uh, networks where our students' ideas and research and innovations can really have a home, not just here in, in Champaign-Urbana, Illinois, but around the country and even around the globe. Yeah. One of the the things that... Uh... Carl, Illinois is kind of a little bit known for is one of the only schools, if not the only medical school that does not do traditional medical school interviews. When you came on as the dean, were you like, what do you mean you don't interview people? How do you find the right people? What, what was your thought to that? And, and is that going to stay? 
So, so I, I asked that question and actually um, a- after learning a lot about how it's done and, and, and how it, uh, you know, how it can be utilized effectively, I think it's an innovative process that allows for um, a, more students to be able to apply and, and think about this as an option. And also, you know, I think that as, as we, as students, especially think about costs for flying in for interviews and, you know, you and I both remember when we went to all our medical school interviews, say uh, how, how we had to take out an additional load just to be able to do all your interviews. <laughs> I, I wish um, I had that many interviews to worry about. <laughs> it only took one though. <laughs> that's right. It only takes one. But, but I, I think being both time efficient, cost efficient, and really thinking about, um, you know, are we, is the process working? Are we getting students that are really, um, you know, the students that are going to be embracing the curriculum and moving, moving their ideas forward. And and it seems we are. And so, you know, as of right now, I think it's a great process and really uh, we've heard good feedback from students and other folks that have done it. Yeah. What do you think uh, if you were to step foot in the shoes of, of one of your uh, recent graduating uh, physicians, medical students, um, what do you think? And, and obviously they don't know any different, right? Because it's the only, typically the only medical school you've gone to that you've graduated from. What do you think they would say is is the highlight of their four-year career at Carl, Illinois? You know, I think that answer would be a little bit different for different students. I think every student's had kind of a unique experience um, going through the program, not not just because their innovations are all different, but, you know, they've resonated with different specialties and different faculty, and that's built their their kind of mindset of what they took away from the, the school and where they're heading with their careers. So I think it's not a one-size-fits-all kind of a, a question, but I would say that I think having having that training to think innovatively, having that ability to approach a problem and know how you would think about solving it, how you would think about making a change in that environment, how you can utilize some of those skills that you built up innovating and ideating multiple times to bring to different clinical scenarios. Um, I think that's something that they feel like they can really make a difference. Yeah. And, and many of them are continuing you know, projects they started here. Some of them are starting new projects already. Um, so I think that that mindset of being able to create meaningful impact and meaningful change through innovation, through working to solve problems in medicine, I think that's been a, something that really resonates with them as they move forward. Talk about that moving forward part. One of the things that I think we can do better as um as, as a society, as a culture, uh, specifically in the medical school world, is better data on where students are going, what they're doing, better data on patient outcomes to go, oh, yeah, we, we have these patient outcomes from these graduates 10 years in the future uh, so that we know step one is, is really a good uh, gold standard for how they're going to do whatever that looks like. Do you, do you have kind of pieces in place to be able to go and track all of the the graduates you're putting out in the world to make sure not necessarily make sure but to but to see um and continue to gather data to make sure that what you're doing is is working and and your thesis is correct and you are creating these change agents out in the world 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so we're definitely interested in what our what our graduates do, where they go. Obviously, all of our graduates are now interns. So, there's the time. Time is still uh, on our. You know, we'll, we won't know the real answer for several years. Yeah. But what we're seeing is that those graduates, uh, many of them, are staying engaged with the college. Uh, you know, we want them to be alumni mentors for current students. Um, we think it's a great way to create networks for thinking about innovation because um, they're all in different locations. They're building their innovation ideas out. And so we can create a broader national network through this process. And I, and I think when we think about physician innovators and impact, in addition to those traditional metrics that all schools are kind of looking at, we have some new metrics that we're interested in, in terms of how these these solutions they're developing in the clinic are really having impact um, and, and where that impact is and what, what populations of patients are benefiting from the things they're doing. And, and to, the, to me, that's a, a very important ROI on this whole opportunity because it tells us that what we're training is really making an impact in healthcare and in the communities they serve. Yeah. As you, uh, again, newer to the world of Carl Illinois College of, of Medicine uh, and newer to this engineering-based medical school and everything that, that they've been up to the last four years, as you look at what they're doing and you look to the future of medicine and, and where we need, you mentioned climate change earlier, um, uh, we're dealing with kind of three, <laughs> uh, three outbreaks in one with COVID and monkeypox and, and polio now apparently making a comeback, hopefully not, knock on wood. Um, you look at all of this need in the future as, as a human race. Do you see more medical schools switching to or adding more of what Carl Illinois College of Medicine is doing into their curriculum or 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 starting separate branch campuses or all, all new schools in in a similar vein to try to create more of these physician innovators? Absolutely. I I I think that that is I'm hearing that loud and clear now from many many other schools in the US as well as um, internationally who have reached out to kind of ask us what's the secret sauce what what how do you create these type of opportunities for students how do you build this type of curriculum and so i think that that is something that a lot of schools are recognizing as a real asset to how they train and how they can think about training future physician leaders um and, and again it's it's this whole concept of you know that traditional Teaching has incredible value, but doesn't always focus on some of the forward-thinking issues that we need to think about. And as rapidly as the world is changing and those issues are coming into our our worlds on a day-to-day basis, having a skill set of how to approach that, how to deal with it, how to think about breaking down these bigger problems, building those teams, I think all of those strategies are going to be helpful to the physician of the future. Talk about those those unique opportunities, if, if there are some. I'm assuming there are for students, right? I, I think we think about medical school as historically two years of preclinical work and then two years of clinical work with some elective rotations, still typically in clinical environments. Creating physician innovators, I'm assuming, says, 
hey, let's take some people and send them to different places, whether it's going to Google Health and learning more about AI innovations in, in radiology and pathology or sending someone to a device manufacturer about what they're looking at innovating. Are there those opportunities that you're building, those relationships that you're building to help students go to those places? A- absolutely. We're, we're creating uh, several new corporate partnerships here on campus and allowing our students to have um, access to those uh, thought leaders in the industry, um, as well as having even on campus, we have over 30 what we call health maker labs, which are individual lab environments where students can work on creating everything from new molecules to 3D printing, prototyping, machine fabrication, or even mixed reality with augmented and virtual reality devices. So students really have this full spectrum of not only creating new ideas, but then bringing them into the lab to test them, to prototype them, to build them with engineering folks right at their side, thinking about business students, thinking about the opportunity to move it out of the university. I mean, there's there's this whole ecosystem that's really well uh, well thought out, collaborative, and, and allows those students to really take their ideas and do more with them. Yeah. Someone may be listening to this, and, and this is very akin to a very common conversation I have with with surgeons and, uh, okay. and program directors of someone who's like, I've always wanted to be a surgeon, I don't think I have the hand-eye skill necessary to be a surgeon. What you're talking about, what we're talking about in terms of this creativity of, of being a physician innovator, someone may like the idea, but doubts their creativity. Of, well, I, I'm not the person to think about uh, that next big thing. Is that a skill that can be taught? And if someone is, is passionate enough, they can learn how to be creative? So I would I would argue Ryan that all of us are very creative and the real the real thing is is unlocking how to use that creativity to think about how to apply it to pro- solving problems or asking the right questions in medicine. Um, we all go through students who who get the to wanting to be physicians have obviously had to work hard through all of their undergraduate courses to get to that point. And there's a lot of creativity and and you know around how they had to adapt, how they had to learn to study right for you know create efficiencies in their in their work schedules and find balance and survive COVID. There's a lot of creativity that had to go in these last few years just to be a successful student. And so applying creativity to medicine is just uh, an act of thinking about how to ask the right questions, how to think about you know what you're not asking, how to use diversity of thought and and thinking about building teams where you can see where those gaps in your knowledge are. And really thinking about how together you can apply that solution uh, to meaningful impact in the clinic. And and the nice thing about that is having mentorship, having faculty, having a diverse group of faculty with a variety of experiences and backgrounds that can really provide that student with guidance and thoughts around where are some areas to think about, what are some challenges with implementation, how to go back and iterate that design to make it more effective to really solve the problem. And doing that customer discovery that's so important, working with patients and understanding 
understanding, you know, is this get is this device is this solution really going to help you, and how how can we make it better? Yeah. And I think asking those right questions and learning how to do that process more effectively is something that these students really get plenty of experience with. And then when they're out in, in their residencies, they're going to be asking different questions and, and in their specialties and looking at their environments that they're in and where they're going to be practicing. So it's just this ability to utilize that creativity and harness it in a way that really allows them to see that process and see how they can really make a difference. Well, Dr. Cohen, I, I think you you have filled Dr. Lee's shoes perfectly well on this podcast because I'm back to where I'm like, I want to go back to med school and, and go to Carl Illinois College of Medicine. As crazy as that sounds, uh, nobody wants to go through that uh, typical torture twice, but it sounds like your torture chamber is much more fun than the the typical med school torture chamber. Um, and then as, as we wrap up, what is your kind of pitch, the school's pitch to to the student out there listening to this to say, here is why you should apply to our school. Here is who we're looking for. So I would say that if you are a student who is very interested in solving problems in medicine and being that advocate for change in medicine and healthcare um, and, and thinking about how this ability to think about where technology and medicine, where they intersect and how that can be a thought of and applied in a way to build the future of medicine. Um, that's, that's the kind of student that I think will not only flourish here, but really make an impact on where healthcare is going and how we can think about this interdisciplinary approach to creating meaningful change and advocacy and improving healthcare, utilizing technology, utilizing resources from a variety of different fields to really solve big problems in healthcare. And I think that uh, if you want to be a part of that, if you want to learn those skills to really excel and be able to be innovative, to be creative, to utilize that creativity, to coming up with solutions that are really going to be impactful for patients, not just in your community, but all over the world, potentially. We want to show you how to do that, and we're excited to have you apply. All right, so there you have it again, Dr. Mark Cohen, the Dean, Carl Illinois College of Medicine, sharing his thoughts on students they're looking for. And I hope you heard, right, a lot of students in their cohorts that don't have formal engineering backgrounds, they're looking for thinkers. They're looking for innovators. They're looking for people who want to make change in this world, especially in healthcare, obviously. And a lot of you that I talk to day in and day out, year in and year out, have huge aspirations for impacting the medical world. And most physicians impact patients, but not the medical world. And Carl Illinois College of Medicine is the first engineering-based medical school is looking to find people like you, potentially, who are looking to change the world. Go apply again, medicine.illinois.edu. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want more kind of high-level conversations with deans of medical schools like this, let me know. Tag me on on socials, on Twitter, on, on Instagram, wherever, and let me know. And if you have any connections to any amazing deans who want to have conversations, also let me know. Uh, that, that will help. Uh, I hope you have a great week. Uh, we'll see you next time here on The Pre-Mid-Years. 
This is MedEd Media.